0: And I believe that if you want to be effective as a mom, as a business owner, as a farmer, rancher, I don't care what, you've gotta find a way to tune in. Welcome to the Trailblazer Podcast. I'm
1: Jan. And I'm Erin. We're best friends, mother and daughter, rural entrepreneurs, and business partners of over two decades. Over 23 years ago, we jumped into the world of entrepreneurship in search of our big purpose. Three years ago, our hard work paid off when we launched an international print magazine, Trailblazer, and business membership. Through these, we have one mission, to empower rural women by helping them build successful businesses, all while cultivating the rural lifestyles they love. So through guest interviews
2: and shows with just the two of us, we'll be chatting about topics like growth mindset, intuition, entrepreneurship, grit, resilience, and so much more. We're going to equip you with the know-how to navigate the sometimes murky waters of entrepreneurship. So whether you're rural, rural rural-hearted, or intrigued by the rural way of life, get ready to challenge yourself while learning from our experiences
1: and other rural entrepreneurs as we explore the endless opportunities that lie ahead. Together, we can create something extraordinary. Welcome to the Trailblazer podcast. Today, we're talking to Sarah Bonencamp, Hope dealer and anti-average advocate. She wrote an incredible article in our fall 2023 issue number 12 of Trailblazer magazine called Minding Your Businesses 3Ms. But today, we're talking about the shift. And the shift is the unique approach that enterprising rural women are taking towards their businesses and rural lifestyles today. So many women are rejecting the grind and hustle mindset that has been prevalent for
2: so long in business and opting for a more feminine and integrated way of looking at their lives and their lifestyles. We're going to dive into curiosity, creativity, and communication. There you go, three C's. And talk about how all of those impact a real woman's
1: life. So tune in for some tangible takeaways, and you might even have a couple aha moments. Enjoy. Sarah, we're so excited to have you, especially launching this podcast. What <laughs> inaugural event. <laughs> yeah. We just want to say welcome. We first connected with you, what, three years ago through Core Dehoff, and we've really just been itching for the right time to collab and have these kind of conversations with you. So we're so excited to dive into today's topic. So just want to say
0: welcome. And for
1: our listeners, tell us who you are, Sarah.
0: Oh, thank you so much for the invitation for our conversation today. This really lights me up because this is what I live for. Having conversations that matter, that touch real life, that touch possibility. And I get to do that every day in my job. I'm a leadership coach and a consultant who works with organizations that want to be anti-average. Yeah,
2: I love that. See, that phrase (laughs) gets me every time. Hope dealer and anti-average advocate. So, like, how did you even come up with that? Like, that's a really cool, branded, niche kind of a statement. It
0: came about through a wonderful reflection from my community, right? Because I don't think anybody would wake up and be like, I'm going to call myself a hope dealer today. And it was just that reflection that I was getting back from the people that I serve and the people that I get to hang out with. And they're like, man... If we could bottle that energy and that optimism and that feeling that I get when I work with you, you make me feel good. I see possibilities that never were there before. That reflection just stunned me. And I loved the idea of being a hope dealer because that's what I want. We need more hopefulness. And the whole anti-average piece honestly came through Pinterest. I've always been fascinated With this idea of mediocrity sucks. And what's the anti to mediocrity? Like Anti-average. Average Average is your comfort zone. I don't want to live there. And yeah, the the language just was spurred through things I was seeing in Pinterest.
2: That's totally cool. (laughs) Yeah. And one of the things that's really exciting for us is you're also working with rural women. And of course, that's our brand's niche, helping them grow. Businesses and lives that matter, that make a difference, but bring success. But I think as we've chatted before, there is a shift happening. We've listened to the hustle and grind and the more masculine take because there's a lot of fabulous male business leaders out in the world. And that message is highly part of what they talk about. But I think you have a different take on it and you're looking at it differently. Can you tell us a little more about that?
0: Absolutely. The whole idea that I have to grind, that I have to hustle if I want to be a success, I think is rooted in some really brilliant things, right? Discipline.
2: And so how does that translate? What are you doing different? Were you part of that hustle way of doing things before? And What are you doing differently now? What are you embracing? What are you letting go of? And I really want to hear on the spirituality side of things, too, because that speaks to purpose. I think there's probably a a rabbit hole there that you could take (laughs) us down.
0: You bet. I definitely was a part of the hustle culture. I even had the sign on my desk that I saw every day that was like, you know, hustle, hustle, hustle. And so it was like my attention was on the hustle culture. And again, that was the only only path. And it served me well. My uh, career before I opened my own business was quite successful. I climbed the corporate ladder. I hit the C-suite because I lived in that, right? I lived for work. And if I had a little bit left over at the end of the day, that was just gravy. And it served me well, had lots of great success. But then the energy mm-hmm. suck is what I'm like, no, like, this is not sustainable. This is not the kind of life. That I want my kids to then grow up and model. And I just started to notice that. And so the things that I started letting go of was that own internal choice that I had made that this is the only way. Right? Because I started to see other people live differently Mm -hmm. and tell me, hey, you can have this dream life. And it sounded so like out there. like, yeah, right. (laughs) But then I started to see more. Right, I believe that representation matters, right? We've heard that before, right? When you see that other people are living in a different path, right? That inspires, that provides hope. And so first off, I let go of the, hey, this is the only way idea. Yeah. And then I started to try things on, right? I used to remember that my husband, he would tell me if he had a meeting that was only scheduled for an hour, that he would, when that hour came, say, my time's up. I've got to go. And when he told me that the first time, my chin hit the ground. It was like, oh my gosh, how do you tell people that you're done and that you've got to go on to the next thing? Like I moved from the world of, hey, you still want to keep going? I'm here to serve. Like whatever it takes, somebody else will get my kids. Like we'll figure it out. And he was just like, no. No. Yeah. So I started to just pay attention again. Like he's making these choices. It's not like hurting him in any way, shape or form, like he's actually getting promoted and things like, why can't I do like that? Right? Because I, I thought as a woman, that's going to be the one thing that like, if I say no, then they're gonna, definitely not going to promote her. We're going to go with the man. And so I started to look at more of those things and just trying it on and seeing like, how can I draw some more boundaries? Yeah. Because I found in like this, I desire to be successful and hustle. Like I was giving away my time. To everyone I was setting zero boundaries around when you could access me right you want something okay do you want 10 so I was killing myself to over deliver yeah right while I like the idea of surprise and delight really helping to give stellar service there's a point right where you're really just doing overkill so I was starting becoming more aware of how I was spending my time And the thing that I let go of the most, I think, was just the expectation that it wasn't for me because I had this idea that like everybody else could do this, but I'm not the lucky one, right? This expectation that I was just going to have to suck it up. Better just put my seatbelt on a little bit tighter because that was just for those that came from the right experience, the right background, the right community, the right social standing or whatever. And so I really had to work on my own mindset like this was for me. I could do this. See, do, get is one of the favorite principles that I resonate with. What is going to influence what you do and the things that you do will influence the results that you get. I was just seeing things in a wonky way and hallelujah changed it.
1: I love that. And I think even for mom and I, we're recovering workhorses and having to pull off all that we've done, you know, the businesses that we've created over the 23 years together, but in launching the magazine three years ago, we had to be workhorses. We had to hustle. We had to work hard to pull it off, to launch it off the ground. However, once it was launched and we had a couple processes in place. That old mindset stuck around and that led to major burnout for us. And so when I say recovering, I just I totally hear you because there is a point where you have to step off that horse and rewrite your story and show up for yourself and your business and your family in a different way. And that's really hard because when you've got the belief of the harder I work, the more successful I'll be. I have to work hard to get what I want. I just completely agree with that. On a side note too, I had my first acupuncture appointment a couple of weeks ago and she said, okay, so let's get to the root of a lot of your stress. And we talked about as women, we've got so many roles. We we have to show up for our businesses, for our families, for the chickens and the dogs out in the backyard. We have to show up for everything and that requires a masculine energy of us. And she said, What you need to practice is flipping that switch. And like you said earlier, inviting the feminine and what that looks like is being open to receiving as opposed to what do I have to do to get what I want? Let's flip that conversation and mindset. What can I do to be open to receiving? And for me, that was like a light bulb moment. And I get goosebumps talking about it because I witness it in women in our community. It's a daily reminder. How can I be open to receiving versus what do I have to get done today? It's a total flip. Yeah.
2: And we disengage from the the feminine way of receptivity and looking at things, even intuition. Now, Sarah, intuition must play a role in your life. Could you... Describe what that looks
0: like or feels like or sounds like? Absolutely. The first thing that comes to mind is Jiminy Cricket. Oh, right. I think so many of us were raised on Disney, right? And what's Jiminy Cricket? He's our conscience. He's that voice. He's that thing that is telling us stories. Yeah. Right. And I think what happens as we grow up is that we're taught that we need to move into logic, right? That you have to think your way through things, right? Versus feeling. Your way through things and listening and intuiting your way through. Right. And so we hear that voice and it's telling us, Hey, this is what's feeling good. This is something that you might want to check out. And we're like, That doesn't make any sense. You're some kind of moron. That's not right. And so we get so good at tuning that puppy out. We're like, Oh, you're just like some kind of thing that is trying to detract me from this bigger vision. And so I think that intuition gets a bad rap, but I think we have to take the lead from our kids, right? Our kids are so intuitive, right? What do they do? They do exactly what they feel, right? The logic part comes on later, but I think that we have to remember that we are being guided all the dang time. So true. And again, going back to spirit, it's a huge gift, right? I believe the intuition and imagination are connected, right? And we were given two things when we were born into this world, right? We were given our free will, right? Our ability to choose what it is that we wanna do. And then we were given our creativity, AKA our intuition, right? But we're just really good at tamping it out. And I believe that if you wanna be effective as a mom, as a business owner, as a farmer, rancher, I don't care what, You've got to find a way to tune in. And sometimes I even like to think of the intuition, like the muse, Mm -hmm. like that inner muse. And so many people tell me, they're like, I'm just not creative. I don't have any of this inspiration. And I just don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. And they just feel like they're lost. Right? I'm like, no, you have turned that dial down. How do we go and find ways to unleash that muse, to invite that muse and to say, hey, muse, where have you been? Because the minute that we start to invite that back into our lives and we start to remember, oh, yeah, like this is actually pretty awesome. Yeah. It's amazing how fast that creativity shows back up. Right. It's amazing how fast you start feeling less shame around your thoughts and you feel like, oh, this is actually some freaking wisdom that I need to execute on now. And we, again, have to make that choice that, meant I am creative. I do have intuition. I am able to make really good choices because I've got it all going on. I'm a 10 and my intuition makes me that way.
2: But I want to tie that into what you opened with and that if we're grinding, if we're hustling, we got that to-do list and we're just always on it, on it, we don't have the space to let that voice come up. And so that's probably one of the biggest benefits of choosing not to grind and hustle is that we can work smarter probably by letting our intuition guide us in some places and that's a step into trust right and not everybody is sure that's going to be a good thing but boy I, I can tell you from our business experience when we have gone against it things have not worked out like things that are coming to you that are meant for you they flow into you and um So sometimes the grinding at it is you working against yourself sometimes. I think we've had a lot of
1: evidence to prove that scenario. I would say a lot of our power as women comes from that softer side when we can embrace it and be open to showing up in our lives and our businesses with it. However, I think the challenge is, share your thoughts, Sarah, on this too, because how do we as women, especially rural women, we're running so many things. We've got our businesses, we've got our families, we're on purpose or we're searching for that. How do we reconcile the masculine energy required for us to do the things we need to do? And then how do we know or how do you shift to that softer side to show up as the feminine side of women in serving our families and ourselves and our businesses? Because sometimes for me, it feels like, okay, I'm in work mode for my day and then I know when work day is over and working from home and family's home and John's home and Luca's home. I want to turn that switch off and turn this one on, but it's not so natural all the time. How do we reconcile that or how does that get easier?
0: I think that it takes just some incremental shifts, right? Everything that we do when we want to make some big changes, like what's that one little shift that I can start making to the new direction. Right? It doesn't have to be a huge departure. right? And so one of the things that I might recommend is Noticing when you start to put things in either or categories, right? Thinking that it has to be one way or the other. I think when we can bring the and into the conversation, that helps, right? Because I can be confident and uncertain at the same time. And that's freaking beautiful. And how cool is that? I don't have to just fit into one area but we sometimes think that it has to be getting that one way or the other. And so remembering the and, can I be this and that? Can I bring my masculine energy and my feminine energy? Because I think that, again, bringing both of those things to the table, that's just more tools for us to use. So I love the and. And I also love to think about my body like the physical body right I love embodied leadership but thinking about the connection that okay my body has my head at the top right then when I come work my way down then it moves to the heart and that heart space is beautiful full of love pumping all of the awesome stuff that helps me move through my body that's just goodness right but then as you move down you hit that womb space That's where we grow beautiful new life and ideas and just remembering that they're all freaking connected, right? Because I sometimes think like we're just logically thinking through things and only connected to the head, right? And that's, I think, where we move into that masculine side. And so I like to think of just a line or a string that connects the mind, the heart and the womb. Does that make sense? Complete. Complete.
1: Yeah, I love that. I, visually, and when I close my eyes and just listen, to, yes, I, that centers me. I absolutely feel that.
2: And yeah. I think you had a quote that maybe speaks to that, too. One of your favorite quotes. You want to share it with us?
0: Oh, my goodness. Yes. Gretel Ehrlich is the author of this quote, and she wrote a book that I absolutely love about sheep country in Wyoming. She went there and had this experience in the great wilderness. And in the wilderness, she learned that to be tough is to be fragile. And to be tender is to be truly fierce. Yeah. And when I heard that, I just had goosebumps that erupted all over my body. And it was just like that, that intuitive hit of, oh my gosh, softness is the way. And I think you guys know that I'm totally into horses. I've been a horse crazy girl my whole life. Yeah. And you learn through horsemanship that if you want to have an awesome horse, you're not going to force your way through the training process, right? It's a partnership. And if you want suppleness, you want that softness, right? That takes a completely different style than I'm going to go and break you, right? And so that idea of softness just, oh, of course, So why is it that I'm showing up in all of this drive, drive, I'm going to be the boss kind of energy because that's totally being tough. Doesn't work at all for women. Yeah. And
2: so true. And what a beautiful segue because I think you had an incident recently when you were in the arena, was it not with a horse? And, And you looked at that around the communication model and how Powerful communication and actual listening. Listening is not a beginner skill. Like, listening is intricate. And I would love, I haven't heard this story yet, and I would love it if you would share it. Like, what happened that day?
0: You bet. I am a continuous learner, love to go and get lessons. And so I've recently started taking raining lessons again. I haven't taken them since I was like 18 years old. So it's been a long time. And so walking into the arena, I had all this pressure on myself, right? I'd made this choice that I needed it to be perfect, and they needed to all think that I was a hell of a horsewoman or else. I was going to be a failure or something. <laughs> anyway, I'm taking this lesson, and I'm asked to lope a circle. And they put out a couple of cones that I needed to ride through at 12 o'clock, three o'clock, six o'clock and nine o'clock and had to keep going through these cones. Right. And so that's a lot of pressure to have to do this on this horse and the right speed and make sure that you don't knock the cones over and whatever. And so I'm going around and I'm so focused. I am so tough at this point that I am just like feeling super awesome. Like we are moving. It's amazing. And the trainer looked at me and he was like, stop. And he says, Sarah, can you hear me? And I was like, what do you mean? Of course I can hear you. (laughs) And he was like, why aren't you listening and doing what I'm telling you? And I was like, well, what have you been telling me? And so he tells me what he was saying. And I was like, oh, I I definitely didn't hear that at all. (laughs) Like I was just so hell bent on going around and not screwing up those stupid cones that I had blocked him off. In my mind, I was perfectly listening and wonderful. That's why I was there to get a coaching, you know, learn something new. But I was not doing anything. And so he stopped me and he put earphones in my ears and then called me so that he could be in my ears so that I would actually listen and do what he said. And as a leadership coach, I have to tell you, it hurt my ego like none other because I pride myself on being an amazing listener, right? And it was just that reflection like, no. No. Like you were just going through the motions. You were in your head doing the thing, but you were not connected to anybody but your own goddamn ego. Right. And the
2: horse was responding with you or how, how is it showing up
1: connection that way? Hey guys, Jan and Erin here. We want to take a second to tell you about Trailblazer. You know, the magazine that inspires the very guests we have on the show. So Trailblazer is a quarterly keepsake magazine that
2: celebrates and connects you to the lifestyles and entrepreneurial dreams of resilient, gutsy
1: rural women across North America. From ranchers, makers, homesteaders, women in ag and beyond, it really is the perfect companion for those seeking a tangible connection to the rural way of life through the eyes and hearts of rural women. So we believe rural is a mindset. It's a way of living. And how we connect to the land the animals
2: and the people around us and our keepsake magazine is perfect for those wanting to connect to the way of rural through compelling storytelling immersive design and the heartfelt writing of rural women who live on the prairies, in the mountains, by
1: the sea and beyond. Each issue showcases the beauty and the challenges of navigating rural life with a growing business, feature stories, nourishing recipes, valuable life skills, mindset and development tips, plus unique and refreshing perspectives to bring the heart of rural into your home and life. You guys, it's really one of the most beautiful magazines you'll ever get your hands on. And we would love for you to find out more at www.trailblazerco.com and explore the
2: stories that await you beyond the city limits.
0: Oh my gosh, the first when I wasn't listening and I was just drive, 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 drive. We were herky-jerky, like in horsemanship you want smooth, right? And so we would go fast and then we would slow down and then it would be, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss the cone. And so we would zigzag so that we could make our mark. And so it was not a beautiful ride at all were we technically doing the thing yeah but it didn't look good right and then of course when we made the shift and i was really listening it got beautiful and one of the things that he was telling me is, is your body needs to feel good and if your body isn't feeling good then you need to get good you need to make a shift so that it's right and again, moving that like, okay, mind, body, spirit kind of thing. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. And I was so just disconnected and in my head that I wasn't making any anything right. Yeah. So ew, thank goodness for that lesson.
2: And that's a, probably a common thing in a lot of communication with people is that we're in our head. And therefore, we're probably not able to tap in to that deeper listening. So. What does, real, what does deep listening um, encompass when we're being present with somebody? Because a, a different kind of experience happens when we are connected deeper. What, what are your thoughts
0: on that? I bet everybody listening right now can answer this immediately, right? Because we know when we have been heard, right? We see the eyes of the other person. Right? We know that nothing else matters other than this interaction that you and I are having right now. But I think one of the most important things that happens in those types of feelings is that people are able to identify how we feel. And they tell us. Right? They don't have to agree. Right? It's not sympathy. Right? Sympathy is when we feel the same. But when we use empathy... We identify the emotion and we can name it. That's when it's a really beautiful thing. It's, it's neither right nor, nor wrong, true nor false for me. But for you, the person that's telling the story, this is how you feel. Well, I have to be able to let you know, I heard that you're frustrated. I heard that you're elated. And then I have to be able to saddle that with the reason. Yeah. You're elated because you are finally saying no to the hustle culture and it's like you're taking a deep breath for the first time in forever. Yeah. Wow. And then people are like, oh, oh, it's like psychological air. Hallelujah. Finally, somebody gets it. That's why I think people believe that listening is such an elementary thing. They're like, yeah, we've heard it a thousand times. It's the best skill for leadership. Again, like until you're put in that position where you're like, hey, like you weren't, and here's your opportunity to reconnect back Yeah. <laughs> into <It doesn't> the matter. <laughs> Yeah. So we all need to be putting ourselves in those positions that help us to deepen it even more, that skill. And to notice our own dang blind spot.
2: So true. And I love that you said that what it does for the other person, because I truly believe that really listening to someone is a gift. And we, you know, I, I think of my little grandson, Aaron's little boy, Luca he doesn't let us get away with not being active listeners anymore because he's grown up with that with us. And so he might say, no, I need you to look at me now. I need you to stop, get off your phone and listen to what I have to say. He's a constant reminder that it's, it's so important because we see the character that is being built in him by being heard and by, by being acknowledged. And we see what that does for his self-esteem. And I think that does it For for everybody, everybody in our lives can can benefit from just that that presence, because to be fully seen in the moment and to be heard and that then that lets you express a feeling or a thought like what greater gift
1: is that? Because that's what life, all these little moments that are strung together So And like you said, it forges deeper connections for us. And I think, so what Luca's learning, it's mirrored behavior from me and then from you. Because even when mom raised my brother and I, it was constant. If something was bothering us, she would sit down and she would would actively listen and then repeat back to us so that we knew that she acknowledged us. And just that feeling of being acknowledged, I don't, like you having that, it's a life skill, that communication. We can easily take it for granted. And I think a lot of us are going through our lives not having anyone in our life to really acknowledge us Mm -hmm. and to hear how we're feeling. And that's all we need. Sometimes, If we're hung up on something or if we're just stuck on something or in a bad place, just that fact of someone saying, I hear you, I acknowledge that this is how you're feeling and going through, that can be life-changing for people. So just a side note, because I think like that. I'm so grateful that you have that life skill that you brought that into to raising us and, and yeah. now through raising Luca.
2: Yeah. yeah. But I had to go learn that. That was after my divorce and I took training to be a life skills coach. And I remember saying after I finished my training, if nothing else, this will change my life and my kid's life just for the kind of connection that we can have as as human beings. I went on to do other things with it, but I especially love that is part of your message, of your platform, because we can look out in the world today Mm -hmm. and there's not a lot of real listening happen with all the divergent and splits in ideas and whatnot. And we're just part of that world. I think if any of us can contribute something to reconnecting back again through just such a simple little thing, it's just stop what you're doing and just Zone and pay attention.
0: The two greatest human needs in the whole world. To be heard and to know that I belong. Yeah,
2: Isn't that the truth?
0: If we could just apply those two things, whoa. The shift that would happen. And people are so hungry to be seen and heard. I was reading yesterday that there's a phenomenon on social media where young people are creating these sad posts because they want people to then comment back I'm sorry that you're having such a hard time right they're eliciting this kind of sympathy from people because why because I feel like they're not feeling heard they don't have anybody that they can go and speak to they don't feel like they belong to any communities they feel invisible, even though they're all over the place, right? They really just want that deep human connection, yet they're not finding it. And so I think that's just so sad. And every single one of us has the ability to help combat that. That's the hope. Yes. That's what's exciting to me.
2: Yeah, you got it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. totally. And I know when we talked about creativity a little while ago, so I think that's another uh, outlet that people are really seeking and wanting because that's a way that we express ourselves. So what does creativity um, mean to you and how do you channel or play with it or work with it? Or I don't know what your language would be around that, but what do you think about creativity as just that expression? Because that's how we express
0: ourselves I think that all of us are artists right the medium in which we share our art just might be a little bit different right and so how do we tap into that art that just wants to be heard that wants to come out into the world again we have to to give it some space and sometimes it can be as simple as go and sit under your tree in the front yard for five minutes Right? And that nature is going to come through you and be like, wow, here's a new idea. Go in and create it. And then again, you have to execute it. You can't just have these ideas. Right? Ideas are a dime a dozen, but you got to execute that bad boy. Right. But go out into nature. One of the things I love to do is put my toes in cold water. Like go to a creek, go to a river. Right. It just calls to me when I sit there. Boom. It's like this infusion of energy and cool stuff. Right. Spending time with the horses. Just yesterday, I was making dinner in complete silence. And I was like, oh, what am I doing? I should listen to some music. And I asked my um, Alexa to play. And she played one of my favorite songs. And all of a sudden, I'm dancing, having the best time making dinner, and I have these new ideas that are flowing. i like, why didn't I turn that music on sooner? So sometimes it's nature. Sometimes it's animals. Sometimes it's music. Sometimes it's church. Sometimes it's having a great conversation with somebody, right? Those relationships. I don't think there's one right way to create more creativity, but it's like recognizing that there's lots of ways that we can. Have you tried any of them recently? Yeah. So So, go out, hang out in the wind, right? Go out and have a new conversation with somebody in the grocery store. That might be the thing. Invite the muse, baby.
1: Yes, I love that. And I think going back to the shift with what we're witnessing and a part of in the enterprising rural women community out there is, so I went for brunch with my best friend recently and she lives in the city, the bustling city, and she was talking about how uh, she was reading a book and how it said, you know, there, there was a really impactful message at the end of it, but at the core of it, it was saying, get out of your houses, get out of the buildings, get out of your offices and go retreat to nature because that is when we can feel most connected to ourselves and in awaken our inner creativity and our aliveness. And we had this conversation and I was like, this is really fascinating to me because what we're witnessing and what we're rural ourselves and there is such an advantage that whether rural women are aware of it or not, Living off the land, being connected to nature, we don't even realize how fortunate we are and how that's contributing to our overall creativity and intuitiveness and fem- femininity. Because I think we take it for granted that we can step outside. There's no there's no traffic. I can't hear beeping. I can't hear horns. I can smell fresh air. Just the pure beauty of that and that we're connected to it by growing our own food raising our own livestock, raising our kids in bare feet in the grass. And I think that's a fundamental difference and that contributes to this shift happening amongst rural women is that from the get go there, there's this special advantage that we're connected to the land and to ourselves through it. So I love that about creativity. And I think going back to that conversation with this shift and rural women. So, We've talked about femininity, we've talked about creativity, we've talked about communication. Do you have anything else to add, or what else would you see that, that you're witnessing or seeing that is causing this shift or this evolution in how rural women are showing up for themselves and their businesses and families?
0: I believe that it's coming back to the knowing, right? We've known these things for a long time, right? But whatever this shift is, it's like that reawakening to that knowledge. And again, we're so close to it. We just don't recognize that's what's happening, right? Because it's just our day-to-day. But I think now we're, again, seeing around us, and there's these people that don't know, right? There's these things that are happening that just don't feel good. How do we get back to feeling, again, intuitively, like we're living a life that we're supposed to be living, that there's natural leadership all around us. Yeah. All we have to do is look. Right. We've been in this like fast food society, Netflix nation, all of this the stuff that isn't real. And we're feeling the ick. Right. And we're recognizing that, again, there's something way bigger here. Yeah. And I think that it's important that I want to one thought. I believe like the horses are obviously so spiritual and they can connect us back to this in, in, in lots of ways. But it's everything. Right. It's the deer. It's the bison, it's the turkey, it's the spider, right? And if we can just slow down enough to say, hey, these things that are showing up around me, it's not just day to day. Yeah, there's a bird crowing out there and so it's just a bird crowing because that's nature. That's what crows do. I think Whether we're in the city or we're out in the, the North 40, if we can look at that and be like, man, that's a cue and that's a sign. That's something for me to look into. What is it there for me to take away? And I live in urban, right? I am probably 30 minutes from downtown Denver. Yet we have a herd of turkeys that live in my neighborhood. And we see them all the time. And I love them. And I've been seeing these turkeys. And finally, just the other day, I was like, you know what? I need to figure out what does turkey stand for? What's turkey medicine? And so... I have all sorts of cool books. This is one of my favorites of medicine cards. I've got an animal speak book. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just see what there is. Because whether it's true or not, it doesn't matter. Like my mind is saying that this is something here for me. I'm going to go check it out. And so I started to do a little bit of reading about what Turkey is. And it's about shared blessings and harvest and spirituality and honoring all of the the Mother Earth's blessings and feminine energy and possibilities. And I was like, oh my gosh, every day when I drive my kids to school and I see these turkeys, it's this like sign of, Sarah, your femininity needs you, right? There's so many gifts in mother nature. Are you using them? Or are you just stuck in your office all day in the concrete jungle, not recognizing that there are gifts and natural lessons every freaking where around you, right? And I think that when it comes to finding ways to to shift and to let's amplify this energy that we're feeling let's dig into this even more let's look to the sun let's look to the moon let's look to the wind again it might sound a little hippy dippy like my husband again he sometimes thinks that i'm way out there but i think that's fine let him go think in his masculine mind i'm gonna think over here in my femininity and man mother earth is here to serve me and going back to what you're saying, receive all of these beautiful things, because when I can receive all of these beautiful messages, then that just equips me to better go and serve the world.
2: I just want to say amen, amen to that. <laughs> and so I want to take that one step further. And so I think of all these women across North America who are living outside urban areas and that energy is has the potential to be infused into all the products and services and experiences they're providing and that's how other people see I get goosebumps oh, even just saying do. it that's how other people can start to remember and access it for themselves and that's why one of the reasons why we feel it's so important to just look and acknowledge what rural women are doing because they are way showers right now and they are showing just some amazing things that the world needs so i don't know i This has just been so fabulous chatting with you. Oh,
0: man. And when you were talking about the, how do these women influence those that are in urban, right? And there's so many products that our rural businesses are making that are just amazing, right? And I'm going to use honey as an example. I have a great friend who has some wonderful hives and she produces this awesome honey. And when I hold that honey in my hands, When I get that gift in the mail or I go and I pick it up the shelf and I hold it, it's got a completely different energy to it. If you're willing to feel that, right? And to notice that. And I think the people that are purchasing those types of items, like those are the ones that get it, right? You pick it up and it's just like, oh, the earth has spoken to me, right? It feels Mm -hmm. good. Again, going back to that feel, Right. Why do we think that we need to be in pain all the time? No, we don't. I need to go to where it feels good. These products feel good. Yeah. Well, that's profound.
2: When you really think of it, it's profound. And so often I think women think this is just me and my little old business and what impact can I have? But collectively a lot, but even individually, just like that jar Mm. of honey that that gal probably pulled off the processed and got into those jars that's energy that's moving out so it's fabulous
0: it is everything is energy everything is energy i just got some beef tallow facial serum i don't even know exactly what to call it and man when i touch that and i feel it, it just transforms how i feel it's great and i i hear the story as i'm rubbing it on my face of that maker right and care yeah and the compassion that went into that product. There's nothing like it. I do not feel that way when I'm putting oil of olay on my face. So true.
1: <laughs> There's there such an intention behind all of these goods and experiences from rural women because it's not something that can be, it's not made in a factory and their heart and souls and sweat go into these products and experiences. And so... the the very energy that they had to draw within them to create it we experience it when we are purchasing their products or their goods or services so i think that's amazing
0: it's infused with that my favorite thing is when i see a label of ingredients and on that label they include love that's my favorite thing
1: (laughs) yeah so cool what would as as a closing thought sarah what would be your one word or one sentence of advice that you would give to a woman who is maybe just starting to explore how she can bring her feminine energy and show up differently within her life and business and family um, and balance that masculine. I know that's a big uh, question. A big question.
0: <laughs> it's a big question. And I think we keep things simple, right? I think that we overcomplicate so many of these big challenges right? And again, I want to keep it simple in that it's a choice. And so the question that I would invite is what choice can you make that will help you be available for something bigger? Whoa. Now
2: that's a goosebump question. I felt that all over. Powerful. Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. Can you just repeat that one more time? I just really want our listeners to let that sink, sink in. Yeah.
0: What choice can you make right now that will help you become available for something bigger?
2: Love it. Thank you. Love it.
0: Because it's all these this combination of choices that we make every day that impact the quality of our lives. And so am I going to make a choice to play small? Am I going to make a choice to live in shame? Am I going to make a choice to live in, no, this isn't for me. I bet there's somebody better out there that can do this. Or is it going to be the choice for hope, that choice for possibility, that choice to believe in yourself, that choice to listen, this is a little bit different in this moment versus just going through the motions.
2: Wow. I am like gratitude times a hundred that you are part of helping us launch our podcast. This conversation today has been such a reciprocal, but I've learned so much from you, and yet we've shared some commonalities. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for being available, but for... um, Being present.
1: Yes. (laughs) With us. Yes. Yeah. That fragility
2: and that vulnerability and just sharing um, your, like, what makes you, you. And I just... We're grateful for that. Thank you so much.
0: Absolutely. And I'm grateful for the two of you for holding space for these types of conversations, for holding space for women who are feeling that there can be so much more, right? So much more love, so much more leadership, so much more community. That gets me just in the feels. (laughs) And it just is, I'm so thankful for you because. And there's a lot of people that have podcasts. There's a lot of people that put out content, but your content goes deep and it resonates at a level that I think we just don't find in a lot of places. And so that's intentional and you've built that. So thank you. Thank you for, I (laughs) appreciate that. Thank
1: you. Yeah, that's exactly our mission here is to have those deeper conversations We're all deep women and any conversation that's going to feel, it's going to help us feel connected to each other counts and it matters. So thank you. Just thank you, Sarah. And I feel like this isn't going to be our last conversation, (laughs) but in the meantime, how can our listeners find you, connect with you,
0: work with you, tell us all the ways. You bet. I love the interwebs, social media. So I'm on all the platforms and it's just my name, Sarah J. Camp my website same thing so just google me (laughs) perfect
1: and you can also find sarah wrote an incredible article on minding your three business m's in our fall 2023 issue of trailblazer so yeah this isn't the last we're going to see of you i just know it (laughs) thank you so much sarah you did it you just finished another episode of the trailblazer podcast we love bringing you real life stories and know-how from rural women Head over to our
2: website, www.trailblazerco.com, for today's show
1: notes with all the links and special offers from today's sponsors. Want to help us grow? Tag us and screenshot this episode, or share your takeaways in the comments over on Instagram and Facebook. We'd love to see you over there. So this is Jan and Erin signing off. See See you you next time, Trailblazers. Trailblazers!